And that was probably the biggest pivot I had to make. I had to say, well, do you know what? If, you, if we are to do this professionally going forward, then the experience has got to match or be better than face-to-face. If we can't accomplish that, then we cannot build that online business. Welcome to the Podcast for Coaches. Helping you build, grow, and sustain a successful coaching business so you can attract the right clients and enjoy the lifestyle and income that you deserve. Here's your host, David Sargent. Hello and a very warm welcome to the Credibility Coach Podcast for Coaches, the show that's dedicated to helping you build, grow, and sustain a successful coaching business. Wherever you are in the world right now, wherever you're listening from, wherever you're watching from, thank you for being here. This is a relaunch of the podcast and I'm so excited and thankful to be here. The podcast took a hiatus. Still, it blew my mind that thousands of coaches have continued to listen every single week. If you're one of those, thanks so much for consistently turning up. Thank you as well for those of you that have sent me a message asking me when the podcast is actually going to resume. Uh, Well, here we are. We're back. I said we would be, but I didn't know when. But now I can say that we're back. We're in a regular routine. I'm going to be bringing you new guests, new tips, insights, new topics of discussion every week from real, genuine coaches like me and you, credible coaches that just want to do good for their clients, do good for themselves and their family, and really live a lifestyle that affords you to be able to work remotely, to be able to work with wonderful people, give yourself and your family what you want out of life, whatever that may be, and just generally have a successful coaching business. And we can do that by learning from each other, by being nice to people and connecting with people and being professional and having a really good positive mindset. And that's what this podcast is all about, is bringing the community together little by little, coach by coach, and sharing that wealth of experience and knowledge and mindset and motivation so that we can all build, grow and sustain our own successful coaching businesses. So welcome along. Thank you so much for being here. I apologize for the extended break, but we are back and I've got an amazing guest today that's going to be joining us. His name is Mr. Peter Balker. He is a multiple award-winning business coach based here in the UK. Peter was on the on season one, should we call it, of the podcast. Go back and listen if you want to catch up on his journey and the background of how he got into coaching and all of the successes that he's had. And that was an amazing episode. The thing that I like about Peter is that he's really straight talking. There's no fluff. You know, he'll get down to the point and he's open to sharing and connecting and helping other coaches become better, become wiser, to work smarter. And again, it just completely fits the message of this podcast. So Peter is associated with Action Coach. He's also associated with Scaling Up by Gazelles. 
and he's also associated with Forbes, with the Forbes Coaching Council. And in today's episode, we begin by really looking at the differences between the recession in 2007 and eight to the, the recession that's currently being caused by the global pandemic. We also look at how the pandemic has affected his coaching business as well as the challenges that he's facing and that he's not isolated, he's not alone in that. You know, we're all struggling right now and it's been a really important thing for me to open the show and acknowledge that. We shouldn't run or hide from that. It's a real challenge. And people like Peter can offer us insights and tips and advice on how to actually go about making sure that we're doing all we can right now. Peter went for a massive transition, taking his predominantly offline coaching business to an online environment. And he essentially shut down his offline business. And we're not talking about just a one-man band here. We're talking about an office, a team. This is, you know, and everything that goes with that, right? He's had to create a new identity within reason. And he's still been managing to maintain that level of engagement and presence in his network using the right digital tools as well as his social media channels. Now, if you're familiar with Peter or not, he's got an excellent YouTube channel. He's producing content for about three years, as well as his podcast. I've been um, extremely lucky to be around that content and help him bring that to life. So that's been an amazing experience. So I highly recommend checking it out. Peter said something during the show that really got me, and I thought I must bring that quote to the introduction. And that was, uh, this is a direct quote. He said, when he was talking about going from offline to online, he said, if we're to do this professionally moving forwards, then the experience has got to match or be better than face-to-face coaching. If we can't accomplish that, then we can't build a sustainable online coaching business. And I just thought that it was some, such a good quote because people are thinking that this online coaching is temporary. And you know what? The requirement to coach online may well be temporary, right? But the mindset and the approach of the clients moving forwards may not be temporary. They may no longer want to coach in an offline environment. You may no longer want to coach in an offline environment or the environment will dictate what we do. But ultimately, the online experience has to match or be better than the offline. And that starts now. That should start now. We also cover why using the right tools for the job and scaling operations as you go is key. And a really critical one is why you should be scaling up your marketing right now, even during a pandemic and not winding it in. And we answered the question as well is how do we actually market ourselves effectively in a recession? And where do we put the emphasis of that? Is it basic marketing that's effective and relevant? Or is it more experimental marketing? Well, the good news is, is that I've actually got a treat for you as well. I've got a completely free download. It's called five easy marketing tactics that you can use right now in your coaching business. It's a free PDF. Just go to podcastforcoaches.com 
and you can download it completely for free and you will not get spammed and you will not get sold to. I promise you. Long-time listeners know that I don't like that. So those that are watching this right now will already know that we are now on YouTube and we're also on video on places like LinkedIn, which is amazing. I'm really excited to do that. It's taken a lot to get this all put together. So if you are listening on the podcast on Apple or Spotify, or Google, etc. right now, and you didn't know, you can actually now watch these episodes and the interviews on YouTube, on LinkedIn, and other places where you can watch video generally, such as Facebook, for example. I'm putting them natively on each platform, which means that you can watch them in their entirety on those platforms. You don't have to jump from one to the other to watch. So just go to podcastforcoaches.com for all the links. Or if you are indeed watching this right now, there'll be some links around the video and you can check out the other channels. It'd be great to connect with you on LinkedIn as well, by the way. So thanks for being here. This has been a long time coming. It's taken a lot of work, a lot of effort to get this set up. I really appreciate you being here. If you do enjoy the content, if you want to support the podcast and show your appreciation, then just hit subscribe, like the video, share the video. And uh, if you could leave a review on your podcast streaming service of choice, I would be eternally grateful for that. Okay. For show notes and all links and resources from today's episode of Peter, just go to podcastforcoaches.com. Let's get on with the interview with Mr. Peter Balker. Peter Balker, welcome back to the Podcast for Coaches. Thank you for having me back, David. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you, given the circumstances. Um, And... How about yourself? How's things going um, right now in your coaching business? Should we say the word interesting springs <laughs> to mind? No, so I'm not going to lie to you. It's been a, it's been a very, it's been a tough journey actually. It's been a very tough journey, and especially I mean when you take 0809, the coaching industry always gets slaughtered in a recession. It got slaughtered in the last recession. It's been hit hard this recession, that's for sure. How would you say in terms of uh, recessions uh, versus a pandemic, from your experience as, as an established coach for many, many years, what would you say are the standout elements that diff- make this pandemic different to going through the 07 recession? Okay, 07, 08, you, the world still continue to trade. This is the first time I've known the world come to a halt. So that's never happened before. So there was always some movement in the, in the economy. But so many economies, especially if you like sort of hospitality, retail, I mean, that just came to a standstill. And it isn't just the shops are affected, it's the entire supply chain. So across the globe, you've got, I mean, you've had things come to a total standstill. You've had money come to a standstill. And that's never happened really before. I don't think that even happened during the war. I think still stuff was still happening. Obviously, when you've got bombs dropping on you, then you ain't shopping. But that side, you'd be out there shopping. This time out, yeah, it was confinement. And what about in terms of you and your actual business? Now, obviously, I appreciate, you know, 
I'm not asking you to go into specifics regarding your clients, but what has the effect been on your bottom line in terms of your coaching business? And where would you say that you're sort of at right now in terms of going through this challenging economic time? Okay, so there was a couple of stages. First and foremost, my revenue is down. I mean, I'm averaging about 60% down in terms of revenue, which for me was huge. But a lot of that was the nature of the work that I did. So a lot of the work that I end up doing happens to be with exec teams, with the larger businesses where we do like sort of offsites, strategic planning offsites or quarterly planning offsites. Yes, and we have tried to do that stuff online. I mean, because we've got we've got the technology today to do it online, but the reality is people don't have the discipline or don't necessarily have the facilities at home to professionally remote work. Therefore, to ask everyone to be present, highly engaged when their home environment isn't necessarily conducive to that is very, very difficult. So people have opted rather, and they've also not had the internet and stuff like that. So the reality has been that people have just opted not to do that kind of work. So that's where the big chunk of my work has absolutely shrunk. And do you attribute that down to the client's budgeting or just that they don't want to work in that way and they don't see the I don't value. want to work in that way. I don't think for them, I think for them, there wasn't so much about the money. It was said that they don't enjoy working that way. And I suppose there's a big part of the human element that we underestimated. Now you can do training in small chunks online and that works. But when you're trying to do the big planning where you're really working on huge things and you're, you're, you're feeding off the energy of one another, you don't necessarily get that over video. So it's ironic, it's ironic though, isn't it? Because you'd think that in a, a crisis when a business especially is going through a crisis, that that would be the time to, have a coach by your side to help you yes. through those times. And during a one-to-one, okay, so my one-to-one clients, that's absolutely, I haven't lost any one-to-one clients. So the ones that I see weekly, yep, retained them all. The difference was we've just shifted from face-to-face to actually video. Now, considering I could never get these people to shift for love nor money in all the years, and I've been using video for eight years, I mean, you've seen my setup in my former office. I had all the full video conferencing facilities. They just wasn't comfortable. So but what this has done actually is forced them to think differently. So they managed to, tra- well, they had no choice. So they transitioned online, but they also transitioned their teams online. So things like coaching sessions, their weekly meetings, their daily interactions with their staff. Yep, they've, they've got into that new habit, which has been absolutely great. You mentioned their former office. So obviously, again, with respect to everybody that's listening and other businesses as well, obviously everybody's had extreme challenges, my business included in that. Um, But, you know, for the most part, most people that I'm speaking to are finding a way, although, albeit not ideal, it's a way. You've obviously been through a lot of challenges recently um, as you've just mentioned and you also mentioned former office what 
has been the biggest challenges for you in the last four months, other than sort of taking everything online? But obviously you had quite an offline presence in your business. Yeah, I had a huge offline presence. I mean, in terms of office space, we had the office space custom designed for whole coaching practice. So in terms of sort of breakout rooms, I invested heavily in technology, sort of interactive whiteboards. In fact, you know what? I invested a small fortune in that office, getting it up to a spec where actually it was a premium experience. But the reality is, and it came apparent in the first couple of weeks, that people were not going to shift back. And that's what they were saying. They were saying, with the greatest respect, don't be offended if we don't come back and see you again which really got me thinking and it was like, do I need this place going forward? And one of the things that taught me, that OHO9 taught me was, you've got to, and I teach my clients, is you've got to act fast and in a recession, you've got to cut fast. So it was a decision, it was a difficult decision because the lease, we were at the end of the lease. So it was like, do we sign another lease? Do, do I go for another five year lease? And to be honest with you, I don't see the market bouncing back. Yeah, there will be a need for some online, offline sort of meeting spaces. But most of the stuff I do is remote anyway, in terms of we'll go off site, we'll go to a nice location, or we spend two days at the location. So that need for that office really wasn't there anymore. And it was just a very, very expensive luxury. And we don't know how long this pandemic is going to go for. We have no idea. This pandemic could be done by the end of the year. Well, we could be going on for 18 to 24 months. Nobody knows. And to actually keep something as a luxury going forward, that wasn't going to work for me. And the other thing is, I love the whole story about Cortez when he went to fight the Aztecs. And what they did is he, he burnt all his ships so that there was no way back. And everyone talks about, so we've bounced forward five to 10 years and this is now the new tomorrow. Well, how could I operate in the new tomorrow using yesterday's thinking? So I kind of made the decision to burn my ships and sell everything. So I got everything, I got rid of everything from my previous life. Because then what that did, it forced me to start from scratch in the new tomorrow. So that's what I did. Well, thanks for sharing. That's really interesting. Um, what would you say has been the biggest challenge for you in terms of adapting to online or clients aside and, you know, ways of working for clients. Obviously you are a content creator as well. You have a YouTube channel, you have a podcast, you create a lot of content for business owners and for coaches. You're also building a community as well for coaches right now through webinars, etc. cetera. Um, how, talking about that side of your business and on the education side, in terms of actually taking things online, what is, what's your setup, you know, your infrastructure? What tools are you using the most? And what would you recommend to coaches, um, to, uh, tools for coaches to use that are listening right now? Okay, let's look at it a couple. Okay, so let's look at it a couple of different levels. First and foremost, I had to get my head around. So you talk about challenges and sort of the pivot. I had to get my head around sort of what would a professional remote working solution look like. So not just a remote working solution, but a professional. Because you've got to bear in mind that when I had the office, the office formed part of my identity. 
And I've lost that now. So I needed to cultivate a new identity. So for me, it was actually looking, okay, what does my remote space look like? And what would it need to look like to be a commercial professional remote working space? So I started, I started to look at, I, I, fortunately, I have a client that is in this sort of office space. So what we looked at, we looked at, okay, what are the, what are the right commercial chairs to use? So if I look at my remote working space, it's all commercial grade. So it'd be stuff that you would find in a high-end office, but I have it in a remote location. And the reason I did that is to keep that degree of professionalism, to remind me that I'm in a professional environment. So yeah, it's from the desk in to the chairs. Also, I made sure the lighting was really important. So I mean, I've got variable lighting in my in my remote location where can change colors and everything depending on what the mood is depending on what i'm what speaking event i'm going to so you kind of create the studio effect to your point looking at the whole youtube creation channel sort of content creation making sure that it's professional got a glass whiteboard so i've i've, I've bought myself a conference cam not a webcam so it's a fully sort of functional ptz camera where I've got the zoom function, I've got the moving function, got a studio mic in, so I'm not using the built-in mic, I'm actually using a studio mic. So do you get, I mean, gives you a bit of a flavor really, that what I've done is I've gone, I've, I've bought everything again from scratch, but with the new tomorrow in mind. Yeah, so you've essentially condensed that identity into a remote working space. Yeah. Um, and to an element reinvented yourself now obviously i know you i know that you're you're one for doing things properly and i agree with that um i think when we're talking about people paying you for a service they're not only just paying you for your knowledge and your experience and your perspective but they're also paying you for access to the correct tools to do the job and whether that's a coaching model or a, a strong internet connection with high quality video right it's well you were just talking about it earlier weren't we now i just said my lease line commission mm. but for me it was really important look there's there's been a degree of forgiveness if we look at it there's been a degree of forgiveness over the last three months where do you know what if you were if you were unshaven unkept your internet connection wasn't the best do you know what people made allowances but people won't make allowances going forward if this is to become the norm. And that was probably the biggest pivot I had to make. I had to say, well, do you know what? If, you, if we are to do this professionally going forward, then the experience has got to match or be better than face-to-face. If we can't accomplish that, then we cannot build that online business. And that's where the investment's been. How do I make it a pre, how do I make it so it's better online than it is face-to-face? But more importantly, how do I educate my clients so that they up their game so it's a two-way thing? So what um, software are you using for your conferencing? Okay, so <laughs> conferencing I use, well, it depends. So if we're doing face-to-face video conferencing, then I tend to use LifeSize. And, but it's a paid-for solution. So a lot of people are talking about the free Zoom account. And Zoom, Zoom, Zoom is a good alternative. We're using Zoom today. Mm-hmm. 
I tend to use life size for mine just because I need a high end solution. They were the ones that invented the whole cloud solution video conferencing. They're the market leaders. So I tend to use that and it's a lot less congested. What I tend to find is Zoom is very much mainstream, which means it can get congested and it can fall over, especially when people are using a free version. What, what, how much does um, life size, L-I-F-E or live? Yeah, life size, yeah. Life size, how much does that run you each month? It's a 2000 investment a year. A year, okay. So it's up there. It's, I would say that that's pretty acceptable in line with hmm. the industry in terms of premium tools. Yeah, I mean, again, I look at it, that it's, a, it's got commercial grade support. It's a commercial grade solution. Yeah, but and this is this is the thing, right? And this is the difference. And I say this with respect to people listening. This is the difference between using a tool for the purpose that it was designed when you've got people paying you to deliver a service as opposed to a coach that is just starting out or whose client base has dropped, unfortunately, and just needs to coach and get the revenue coming in. And that's where you have the advantage that when that happens and you're in that situation, you start off with the tools that are affordable to you. Exactly. But it all goes back to what kind of market you want to attract. Yes. I completely agree. And you, you know, you scale as you go, right? Absolutely. Um, I did. I did scale as I went. Yeah. And you know, just jumping back slightly when you, you obviously mentioned you vacated the office, et cetera, and you just sort of scaled down operations. Um, I saw the conferencing system that you actually had in the office and it was significantly bigger and shinier than obviously what you're using now in terms of the technology, the, the actual hardware that you were using as well, the camera and everything like that. Yeah, it was £15,000 worth of an investment at the time, yeah. which was huge. Yeah. So I, I'm just, what I'm trying to do is I'm just trying to really make sure that everybody that's listening right now, that you understand that, it's about selecting the right tool for the job, but also in the right situation. So you Absolutely. may well be you may you may well be using like Peter like using life size, which is like almost you know just over two hundred pounds a month, for example, to use. But that's because Peter has the client base to justify spending that tool, and the sort of clients that you're working with, Peter, demand that sort of level of quality. Whereas, and again, I say this with respect, you know, and I'm in the same boat here. I use Zoom because my clients don't demand that I use that level of quality for my conferencing. And that's nothing against the client. It doesn't make them any worse or any cheaper. It's just, again, it's just using the right tools for the right job. But again, David, for me, it's market, is the position, self-positioning. Yeah. For me, that was a, that was a good transition. And it was how I get by how I position myself in the marketplace. Exactly. It's all about speaking the client's language. And sometimes Absolutely. that language is purely perception. Mm-hmm. But it can also be a mixture of both. It can or, be. Or some clients just don't care, right? It, again, it just depends who you're working with. Well, here's the interesting thing. So I made all that investment into my conferencing kit, home conferencing kit. But what's been really interesting in the last sort of... <laughs> Probably be the last six weeks, a lot of my clients have opted, you know what, just give me a call because they don't mm-hmm. want to be sat in front of the computer 
and they much rather be doing the pacing and the walking as they're talking, which has been an interesting learning. So now it's a sort of combination of, yeah, we'll, we'll be elements, we'll be a couple of weeks where we may do video, but there's other times where we'll just do a call because people like that freedom of not being in front of the desk. So it's evolving, put it that way. Yeah, it is. That's, that's really, that's really interesting. Now, question again, we don't need to go into specifics, but has, has your, have your coaching rates, your retainers, increased or decreased during lockdown like have you seen a fluctuation there have you had to compromise in order to keep business like no, how has that affected you no, no no i haven't compromised to keep business don't get me wrong i may have to work with a few of my clients in terms of pay, payment terms and everything like that because like i mean i've been quite fortunate i've had no one in retail etc so they've all been trading it just was a number of them their trading levels have significantly dropped which is always going to happen well, no, my rates haven't dropped in any way, shape, or form. But there's, see, let's let's be blunt about this. If you watch the news, you probably end up hanging yourself because they've got nothing good to say about anything. Mm -hmm. However, if you think there are companies out here right now that have been working the last four to five years for today, you know what the whole thing about this big recession. Their whole business, their whole business plan, has very much focused on let's let's make sure we cash flow our businesses. Let's make sure we've got enough cash in the bank to go shopping during a recession. So you're going to have loads of businesses right now that are absolutely booming. Whether it's because they're buying up businesses that are failing, whether they're buying up assets, a lot of businesses right now they'll use this opportunity to expand. And that's what you're finding right now. There are the companies that I am dealing with. That's what we've done. We spent years saving to go shopping. Because actually, if you're looking at growing a business, your recession is probably the best time to grow your business. It's the same for coaches as well. I mean, if you think about it, what's the first thing that people cut back on in a recession? Marketing. Well, right now, you could get great marketing at a great price with great visibility because so many people have disappeared off the visibility chart. I've just increased my marketing spend. Yeah. So, yeah it's, it's an opportunity as well. That's you, what did, you did a video and I'll, and I'll link to it in the show notes and it, it really stands out. It stood out to me at the time when, when you created it, but I think it's even more relevant now. And it was the one where we, there was the Game of Thrones reference of winter is coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'll link to it in the, in the description in the, in the podcast, because that was really sort of ironic, really. Obviously at the time you, you filmed it, it was probably a couple of years ago now, and we didn't know there was going to be a pandemic. Nobody did, but the principles of that business and the mess of that video, sorry. And the initial message really was, is to make sure in the good times, you know, you're putting stuff away to survive a tough winter. Yep. Because the business goes through seasons. It, it does. And David, you know what the interesting thing is? 10 years from now, we'll be going into another season. The seasons always come. The seasons always go. It depends on how you want to play in the seasons. And it's really important, especially as coaches, we can really help entrepreneurs understand the seasons. And more importantly, how to play each of the seasons. Because in each season, we play a different game. Yes. Now, of course... 
everything that we're speaking about is all very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are people right now listening that are having a tough time. Yep, they still Client books have fallen through the floor. Mm-hmm. Their rosters are limited to nothing. You know, I've spoken with a few coach friends of mine that are really genuinely struggling right now. Now, you mentioned, obviously, that you've actually scaled your marketing up. Um, yep. Where have you been sort of focusing your energy on your marketing? Um, and also, you mentioned earlier as well that there are some businesses, some industries that are doing quite well. Mm. And it, it would be nice to just sort of hear your perspective on what industries you feel as a business coach specifically, where you would maybe focus your energy like on canvassing, essentially. Manufacturing is always going to be good. Depends what they manufacture. The only areas I don't, I mean, even, even retail, people say that retail is a problem. No, it's not a problem. The problem is when you don't shift from physical to online. Now, if you shift your business online and you actually find a way of making it work online, then you're fine. It's just that pivoting. All the businesses out there, I mean, restaurants as well. Restaurants didn't bother doing, the ones that didn't bother doing takeaway or didn't try to reinvent themselves because they didn't have the strategy behind them, they're the ones that are dying. There's other businesses out there that are restaurants that are absolutely smashing it right now because they've reinvented their business model and actually they've got it working while everybody else has been sitting on their hands. And I think when you're looking at it from a sort of coach's point of view, yeah, it's just reinventing, looking at where the money's going to be and going after it. The first thing that I did when the, the lockdown happened was switch all my ads on. Mm. Um, I've, for those listening that don't know, I also run a video, uh, a filmmaking business. I do video for business, but also uh, weddings as well. That's part of my uh, passion in life. So I pursued that. And the first thing that I did when lockdown came was to switch on all of my ads for my wedding business. And it actually was converting really, really well. People had a lot of time on their hands to think about things. And they still wanted, there was also an element of denial. And I'm not suggesting that you exploit that, but there has been a lot of denial. Always and people, people feel like if they still invest in things, you know, whether it's products or services, like for example, the e-commerce world is absolutely booming right now. Then somehow they'll buy their way through it by still remaining, keeping their buying habits normal and, and coming out the other side. I've got no data to back that up, but it's just an observation of mine. And it's really, really interesting. And I'm sure that there are businesses out there that are experiencing exponential growth right now. And to your point, which is what you're making is that there are certain sectors that essentially would still need a coach because they're experiencing actually quite rapid growth right now. You know what's interesting, David, as well? We talk, we talk about marketing and we talk about, and this is for all the coaches out there. I did the winter is coming probably a couple of years ago. It must have been maybe 18 months ago I did winter is coming. And that's the, the YouTube did, video that we're referencing. Yeah, the YouTube video. The reason I did it because I knew winter was coming. And actually all the stuff I did around recessions and stuff, back then get educating people to start getting ready for recession when they all thought I was as mad as a back box of frogs. They're now all referencing those videos. Yeah. If I look at my last sort of 28 days, two months worth of YouTube views, 
A lot of them are the recession videos that I filmed ages ago. And that's the thing, it's about us putting the content out there that's relevant. Mm -hmm. And a lot Absolutely. of the marketing doesn't have to cost an arm and a leg. It just requires time, training. It's like with the video work. I hated video work at the beginning. I had to learn video work. Okay, fair enough. I had you teaching me. But at the end of the day, I had to learn how to sort of do the videos. That's the thing about the coaches out there. As coaches, what is it we need to learn now? What new skills do we need to learn so that we can thrive in the times that have changed? And what would you say to a coach that's listening right now that is having a hard time? I think you've got to learn how to do some really basic marketing and it's marketing that works. So you don't have to go out there and spend tens of thousands on it, but you've got to have, you've got to have relevant content. The amount of coaches out there that I see that are not doing videos, when you've got YouTube, the second biggest search engine in the world, or they're doing videos really badly. And it goes back to, okay, you just don't pick up the phone. You don't do videos badly. Get trained. Get some coaching around it. Learn how to speak to the camera. Learn how to present yourself. Because you've got a really good message you need to get across. But if you get it across badly, that can be as damaging as not doing it at all. So you yeah. just got to start. You just got to start. We've got to eat our own medicine. We've got to start learning these new skills that perhaps we've never had to do before. Become good at them, so that we can attract the clients that are looking to shop differently. And on that, a little, a little tip, and we've spoken about this, Peter, offline. Um, what you need to do when you're trying to market your coaching business especially now is don't sell coaching it's it's so important that you don't sell coaching you will sell coaching be patient but think about your target market think about the industry that you're in or the sectors that you're targeting and deliver a message that contains information or solutions that you know those ideal target clients want to get answered now or information that they want now. Everybody's looking for a silver bullet. They don't exist, but you can certainly get close to it. So for example, if somebody really, really wants to know how to make people redundant during a pandemic, right? Legally. And I'm not suggesting that's a nice topic, but that's true right now then maybe deliver content that's going to tick those boxes for business owners right now or senior executives, for example, and give them some hints and tips and advice or some coping mechanisms around making people redundant. And then you can educate them once you've established a marketing relationship, if you like, on what they need to know, which is your coaching solutions or your course or your other services, your, your webinars. Don't always try and sell your core offering off the bat. And you are so right, David. Apologies for the noise coming earlier, but I was pulling up yesterday's premiere that we, that we released out there. Mm. So yesterday's premiere that I stuck out there was around sort of knowing your customers and using the IBM story, how it reinvented itself as a business. And just to give you an idea on sort of relevant content, Right now, that's one of the key topics people are looking at. 
and literally when I look at the average view duration, it's my best performing video ever. 99.9% have watched it right through to end. And I've had 75 views on it so far. So 75 people have watched literally 100% of that video. Which means that, that's when you know that you're probably on good content because it's striking that chord. Absolutely. And I've had a lot of misses. Yeah. yeah. But we've noticed in the last eight weeks because the content's been very relevant to the here and now, how it's been highly engaged with. So you're so right about it. It's about adding value. It is, but with intent. Absolutely. You know, anybody can just give stuff away, but you've got to also be intentional. This is an investment at the end of the day. Yep. And if you, just, if you just give stuff away constantly without any intention or any strategy behind it, then it, you're just a mentor. Um, you know, and mentors don't get paid. Yeah, well, mentors don't get paid typically, do they? Nope. You know, that's the difference between mentoring and, and coaching, right? Or consulting. So, all right, Peter, listen, thanks so much. Like, it's really an interesting time. I appreciate you taking the time out to come and just sort of share some insights of what you've been going through and how you've had to adapt and, and your mindset sort of changed. Is there any sort of uh, any, anything that you'd like to say to coaches that are listening right now about carrying on? About- Absolutely. No, totally, I do. Many coaches are going to be solo coaches working by themselves in isolation. So it can be really lonely, it can be really scary, and your confidence is going to get knocked. So you need to make sure you've got a good mentor yourself, a good coach coaching you, that knows the way forward, and that can help you. And don't do what a lot of coaches do out there. You, you get coaches that are performing badly, and what they'll do is they'll talk and hang out with other coaches that are performing badly and they will make it okay for themselves to say okay it's okay to perform badly and make excuses for it and end up helping each other go broke and this is a tough time but I've got people in my corner helping me through my dark moments and actually I get them as well yeah I'm not immune to them same. I will, yep. I will get peed off and everything, but they keep me focused. They keep me on track. They actually keep me going towards the light of what at times can seem to be a really dark tunnel. So you need to surround yourself with people that are going to get you through this, not people that are just going to absolutely destroy your soul, tell you that life's all finished, it's really bad, and that you just need to give up. Because when you get through this, and you will get through this, the next season after winter comes spring, that's where you're going to have the lowest concentration of coaches, the highest concentration of opportunities. So that would be my parting comment. Well, as always, I appreciate your time, your words of wisdom and the experience that you bring and on behalf of all the coaches as well, because you do contribute massively to the industry as well. Uh, thank you. Um, I will link for everybody that's interested in checking out Peter. I know Peter, you've, you know, you're doing webinars for coaches. You've got a, a community that you're building as well. Um, I'll link out 
Um, if you go to podcastforcoaches.com, you can find this episode and um, I'll link to Peter's stuff there. Um, also, if you're interested, Peter and I, in the coming weeks, strength months, we'll be producing some joint venture content around coaching and marketing and the business of coaching as well. Um, obviously, Peter brings a huge amount of experience and knowledge um, as an award-winning coach. I know you're still sat there looking at me, Peter, but you just have to suck it in for now. Um, and, um, and, and of course, you know, I, I'm in the, it, my background is, is marketing and, and coaching as well. So that's going to be an interesting time for both of us. There's going to be a nice bit of content and we're going to really kick it off with free webinars as well. And probably some podcasts over on Peter's channel as well. So, We'll, we'll watch this space. I will make sure we communicate on both sides of you, but I highly recommend joining Peter's community. It's obviously free as well as joining mine if you're a new term listener. And um, we'll see you in the next episode. Um, thank you for being here, Peter. Thanks for your time. Oh, thank you for having me. David and football coaches out there, keep strong. Good luck. Build your businesses. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. Amazing. Thanks very much. David asked me to thank you for listening to his podcast for coaches. But before you go, I need to ask you something important. Are you feeling a little stressed out and tired of trying to grow your coaching business on your own? Well, head on over to podcastforcoaches.com for 100% free training and coaching resources. See ya.